All right, ladies and gentlemen, probably mostly gentlemen. Any ladies, welcome to the moment you've been waiting for, the penultimate, maybe the ultimate uh, final episode of the I don't know, Jim, NFL season. We will be previewing the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Eagles and discussing our season awards. All right, Jim, let's get right into it. Super Bowl 57, the Chiefs in their whites and the Eagles with their green uniforms out in Arizona, the future home of the I Don't Know Jim podcast. Now we've had two weeks to sit on this one. I firmly believe that these are the two best teams from their respective conferences. And Jim, after a number of days of contemplating what I think the outcome will be, I think that ultimately I've decided that with some rest, Patrick Mahomes will take the Chiefs to their third Super Bowl title. I'll explain later, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, Jim. Um, I mean, I love birds. Big bird guy over here. And, you know, when I first saw this matchup, you know, we were coming off the injured Patrick Mahomes game. And, you know, my heart just immediately went birds. Eagles, they've been the best team in the league this year. They got this. Um, I'm kind of with you, though. Mahomes has been healing up, and while he's been healing up, my brain's been healing up. Right. Um, and it's been thinking about it some more. It's been thinking, thinking, thinking. The Chiefs are really good. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not fully convinced yet who I've got one in this one. I'll probably figure it out in the next 20 minutes, Fair. and I'll let you know. But I will say what I do know is this one's going to be a good one. These are the, definitely the two best teams in the NFL this year. I am with you there. Let's break it down, eh? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into some X's and O's here. So I'll start by saying this, too, to counter my own points. I think that the Eagles are the most complete roster in the NFL. I agree. I mean, top to bottom, they are loaded. And this honestly might be one of the best offensive lines we've seen in recent memory, too. So I'll start by saying that. I think that one thing isn't getting talked about as much as it needs to be, and that's Jalen Hurts' right shoulder, right? So he injured it in that Bears game. Sat out a couple weeks. We saw him again at the end of the season, but he wasn't throwing the ball like we're used to seeing him at the beginning of the season, right? He didn't have to do it against the Giants. He really didn't have to do it against the 49ers. But I would be stunned if Steve Spagnuolo does not make them throw the ball the entire time here, right? This is something that you look at, and you look at the matchups here. The Chiefs' defense is poor against these runs, okay? And the Eagles' offense obviously the best in the entire NFL. I really wouldn't be surprised if they challenge Jalen Hurts and say, you know what, if you can have a big game with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, you deserve it. And that's that's a dangerous thing. You you say it yeah. out loud like that, that. I mean, whoa, that's that's not a a really sound plan when you say it. But that's one thing I'm factoring in here, Jim. What do you think about that? No, I agree there. I mean, the alternative is you know you end up like the 49ers there. Yeah, 
and you know, I know other things happen in that game, and that's yeah. not fair to just pin it on that. But I mean, the Niners had the best defense in the league, and they just got the ball ran down their throat. Tick, 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 tick. So, I mean, I think that's a great point you bring up there, Jim. Um, and to your point about the Eagles team being the best in the league, I'm with you there. I think top to bottom, you know, I think the Eagles outmatch the Chiefs more than the Chiefs outmatch the Eagles across all positions. However, I think the most important position, I mean, the Chiefs have the best guy in the league we've seen in years. And when this guy has these two weeks to get healthy, and this is no shade to Jalen Hurts at all. I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy. You know, you brought up he's still coming off that injury. My thinking is, you know, everyone loves the Eagles to win this. Is Jalen Hurts ready for this moment? I haven't seen him be fully ready. I know that's kind of a hater take, but I've seen what Patrick Mahomes does in the bright lights. And man, oh man, has he done good things. Now, people would argue with you, Jim, that Mahomes has been pretty bad in the Super Bowl. I will say that. Yeah, okay. And this Eagles defense is not a pushover, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, they were pretty close to setting the single-season NFL sack record as a total unit. They had a number of guys, I think it was four or five maybe, with 10-plus sacks, which is unheard of. So I expect them to pressure Mahomes. However, I think this Chiefs offensive line is an excellent pass-blocking unit. I saw a stat today that their win rate was the best in the league at 75%. Right? You got Big Orlando Brown, you got Creed Humphrey. So it's his real strength on strength up there, right? Mm -hmm. And another thing that I see when I look at this, these numbers that we got up on the screen via NFL Pro Beta, is the Chiefs' short passing attack is the best in the league, according to their metrics. The Eagles' defense is in the bottom half of the league. And what that ankle injury has forced Pat Mahomes to do is get the ball out of his hands quicker and give it to his guys underneath. So you tell me who that favors. Sure, the ankle is going to hamper him, but that is another thing that they're going to be hyper-focused on here, and I feel like they're going to really go to the shortstop. Yeah, I think that's another good point, Jim. And I'm going to do something I don't do too often here. I'm going to give the Cincinnati Bengals a little bit of credit. Ooh. Yep, I know. Wow. Makes me sick, makes me ill. That's gross. Their defense was playing at a pretty high level towards the end of the year. And look what Patrick Mahomes was able to do against that defense on 0.5 legs. Like he was injured and he had a stellar game. I don't know, dude. It's the star factor. It's the ability to make something out of nothing. It's the fine margins within the game that I think Patrick Mahomes is just going to be able to. I I don't really like the Chiefs that much, man, but they're good. They're really good. He 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 makes those plays that no one else makes. That you know moves the chains one more down, one more down. It, it's tough for me, man, because the Eagles. I feel like they have a really good. You know, they're in that that position where they can afford to pay guys other than their quarterback more, and that's really helped them. You know, build up this roster. Are they ready? Are they there yet? I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll I know this is super insightful, but we're just, you know, going through the motions here. Another point, too. I think that it's funny because on this show, I really don't think that we talk about Pat Mahomes that much. Mm-mm. But I think well, it's... Well, he's a, he's a couple-time 
gym of the week winner. Yeah, yeah. He's gotten his he's gyms, but he's one of those guys that we kind of take his greatness for granted a little bit because mm-hmm. he's all over our screens. And when we come on the show, I feel like we try to give the guys that we don't see a ton of their credit. But Pat Mahomes is one of these generational players. Absolutely. If he keeps it going here, has a chance to to be the greatest ever. So I I have no problem saying that. My last point here, I'm giving the coaching advantage to the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid is getting up there into that upper echelon of all-time coaches. You look at his wins, his playoff numbers. He gets a second Super Bowl. Uh, where where does he stand? Is he top 10? I think that's very fair to say he would be a top 10 head coach all time. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Jim. I like Sirianni a lot, but he's still young. You know, he's still young in his head coaching career. Yep. Do you think he gets outclassed? We'll see. My last thing would be the Chiefs, especially the Chiefs, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs. They seem to thrive as the underdog, mm-hmm. you know? And it feels like everyone's giving them no shot at this game for, I don't really understand the reason. I I don't know. But it just, in my history with watching this team that I don't love seeing win, the moment you put them at the underdog and say they got no shot, they end up winning. And that's not a metric of data, but, you know. I mean, last week. I mean, right? Last week. Maybe they weren't the underdog per Vegas, but... There was a lot of talk about Arrowhead being Joe Burrowhead, whatever the hell it was. I think I'm saying Chiefs win, Pat Mahomes MVP. I think Jalen Hurts turns the ball over a couple of times. That's the difference. I'm saying the Chiefs take this one, 31-27. That's game. Two-time champion Patrick Mahomes. You know, I, I hate that I agree. I think the Chiefs do win this one, unfortunately. It, oh, man, it just feels like that type of game that I don't know. I I might I might be throwing my money on the birds, but I think you know I, my heart wants the birds. I kind of agree with you though. I don't think Jalen Hurts is fully there yet. I think you're right. I think there are going to be some turnovers that make big differences in this game. I think Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes will be able to take advantage of that. It's funny because I had the same thought that you did when I first saw this matchup. I was like, Eagles by a million. I think they'll win. And then the more I sat on it and thought about it, I really think the Chiefs get this one. Oh, I got to give a final score prediction. Yeah, son. Let's hear the MVP, too. It doesn't have to be Patty Mahomes. Well, it's going to be Patty Mahomes if, it, if the Chiefs win. Uh, Andy Reid's MVP. Um, my final score prediction will be, I'll go 34-31 Eagles. Nice. No, 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 no. Not Eagles. For, um Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Why did I say nice? Yeah. Did you do any Super Bowl squares, Jim? Oh, my God. Yeah, I got one. I got a couple, but they were only 20 bucks a piece, which was nice. Mine was 20 bucks, and I got toasted. Listen listen to the numbers I've got. Yeah, let's hear it. I got Chiefs zero, Eagles five. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Five's a tough one. Hose. You got hose. <laughs> right, who knows? 35 30? Yeah, maybe. 25 20 that's it that is our super bowl preview we can move right into our award ceremony here our i don't know gym podcast first annual 2022 nfl season awards jim 
I'm excited for this. I think we've got some categories that will catch people off guard a bit. But we'll start with something pretty vanilla. We'll go with Jim VP. This is a guy that elevated his team to that next level. Somebody that adds, you know, the most amount of wins in the league to their squad. So I'm curious, who's your Jim VP? I mean, the easy answer would be whichever quarterback ends up lifting the Lombardi, eh? Yes. Um, Because in reality, I know it's a regular season award. Whoever wins the the Super Bowl here, QB of that team, probably the best player in the league this year. I'm not going to take the easy route. I'm not going to take the safe option and pick one of these two. I'm going to go with Justin Jeffers, Jim. Whoa. Yep. Wow. Yep. Uh, let me get the numbers up here for you. Jeez Louise, Jim. <laughs> That's quite uh, the pick. 128 receive receptions for 1,809 yards on the year, eight touchdowns. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings, their season really came to an end in Minnesota Vikings fashion. But if this is a regular season award, Justin Jefferson really balled out this year. He deserves a shout. I like to go a little little different with that. Had the Vikings survived a little further, who knows? It's a fair rebuttal. Right? No, but that's not his fault, dude. He's a wide receiver. He can only do so much. He's got to get the ball thrown to him in the right place. And even then, we saw what he did when he didn't get it thrown to the right place. Makes ridiculous catches, right? Yes, exactly. I think that I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts, personally. I feel like what the Eagles were able to do all season long was based on his ability to both run and pass the football. I'm going to get his numbers up right here, but he has season cut short. Honestly, I think if he didn't get that injury at the end of the year, everybody says, absolutely, it's Jalen Hurts. He's your MVP. But Mahomes played the full season. So for that reason, I think he's going to end up winning the actual MVP from the NFL. But... The award that really matters is on this show. So I'll give you his stats real quick. Hertz, 66.5 completion percentage, 3,701 yards, 22 passing touchdowns. And then on the ground here, he ends up with 760 yards, 13 touchdowns. That's pretty dynamic. That's going to make your offense different. That's going to lead you to the one seed, the NFC, and bring you to the Super Bowl gym. So Jalen Hertz is... My Jim VP. That's a good shout. I was also thinking about if we're going arbitrary, weird ones. Jamal Williams deserves a shout just for having 17 touchdowns. That is absurd. Obviously not Jim VP level, but that's crazy. I mean, he just came out of nowhere, right? He broke Barry Sanders' single season franchise record for touchdowns in a season for the Detroit Lions. That's off the wall. That's just a good shout, you know. Yeah, hey, that's fair enough. Why not? These are awards. We're moving on to the next one. Do it. You want me, me? You want to explain it, or? Yeah, yeah. You can explain it. You go. You got it. Okay. Well, this was Pat's idea, so all props go to Pat. We're gonna um, take turns here, giving each other. You know, I'm gonna say what Pat's best and worst take of the year was. He's gonna tell me. My best and worst take of the year. We're going to get a good laugh out of it. Um, Pat, I'll let you go first, and you can choose which one you want to grace me with. Sure. So I think I'm going to go with 
Your best take of the year first. We'll give you the good news and then the bad news. Oh, thank you. Your best take of the year has to be having the Eagles be in the Super Bowl. I remember we had our midseason awards and our pick show. You said it has to be the Birds. And look at where we are. I know it wasn't the hottest take. I think at that point they still hadn't lost a game. So it's not like it was crazy to say that. This isn't like a above expectation thing. This is a, that's your best take. You were spot on, nailed it. I didn't do that. Man, so you, deserve, you, deserve, you deserve your props. Thank you for that. Am I a fraud for not sticking with the birds all the way through? Uh, people have been asking. Frequent listeners mm-hmm. uh, don't understand your slant. They want you to get a new one. All right, Pat. You had a multitude of good takes this year. Oh, thanks, Jim. Um, you know, the ones that are sticking out to me, though, uh, are in the AFC South. I'm, I'm in between two. Um, I'm going to go with the... I'm going to go with this one, but I want to give a shout out to this one first uh, would be the anti-Jeff Saturday agenda deserves a honorable mention. Everyone was on that. <laughs> no, I know. But even after I was jokingly giving him best winning percentage of all time as a head coach, minimum one games played, you said, nah, this guy's a bum. And he <laughs> went on to not win a single game the rest of the year. Oh. But... I think your best take of the season has got to be when you called the Jacksonville Jaguars to hop on that that train in the middle of the season. I remember it so vividly. You said, Jim, don't look now. But the like five and nine Jaguars, they're going to win that division. Oh, yeah. Uh, Titans are going to fall off a cliff. And I said, you know, I could see it, but no way, right? Uh Titans proceeded to lose, I believe it's the last eight games of the season. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They lost seven in a row. But you were ahead of the curve there. So I'll give you your props for that. That was a great shout. Thanks, Jim. Now uh, time to tear each other down here. (laughs) Yep. So you had a ton of great takes. We both had a ton of extremely questionable takes. I'm a little stuck here. I'm not saying you have a lot of bad takes, but it is hard for me to look at one of your takes and go, that was ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, that made no sense. But one of them sticks out. And it <laughs> you mentioned it before. And yeah. it's something that I had posted on our Instagram. But it was your dubbing the Steelers as they're going to get the number one pick in this year's draft. And at that point, it was either week four or five, and yeah, they were one and four or whatever, one and three. And I just remember coming at you and saying, what about the Bears? You don't think the Bears, they'll be the number one pick? You said, no, 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 no. A little AFC North bias. But anyways, they finished the season fighting for a playoff spot. They finished it at nine and eight. (laughs) (laughs) so that one was tough for you but you did have a good year thanks man (laughs) you know purely seeding draft pick wise i don't think i could be you know farther off really (laughs) yeah that was bad uh definitely some bias coming through forgot that mike tomlin simply does not finish below 500 right and i'll give some props to him for that thanks for making me look like a fool yet again mike um i'll give you your bad news now um, and I think you, you know, 
You were pretty good this year, Pat. I will give you your credit. You didn't have a whole lot of bad takes across the board, you know, throughout the NFL. However, there was one team that you were very high on coming into this season and even early in the season and even halfway through the season. And then it, you know, if you finally gave in and said uh, you were wrong, I believe you had the Denver Broncos finishing 14 and three, uh, maybe 13 and four. Yeah, you were very high on the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Um, they were bad. They were really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel for you a bit because defensively, that was a great unit. You know, we highlighted their, um, their points per game issues, and if they yeah. scored you know, 17 points, they would have had a great season. Yeah. Unfortunately, Russell Wilson just, you know, he heard how high you were on them this year, and he decided he was going to just come for your neck and uh, let you down. So I'm sorry that you were so wrong about the Broncos this year, but man, were you wrong. Yeah, I own up to that. I had Nathaniel Hackett as my coach of the year, too. So mm. I would say where I was wrong, I was very wrong, like extremely wrong. But I think that was a fun segment. Back to the vanilla here, if you will. Defensive Rookie of the Year. I don't know if we both agree on this one. I think we do. I think we do. Sauce Gardner, right? That would be sauce. Shut down. One of the most, I mean, impressive rookie seasons we've ever seen out of a defensive back, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll give a shout-out to Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's, you know, I wouldn't say a close second because I do think Sauce has it in the bag, but uh, Aiden Hutchinson had a great, great year in Detroit. So he deserves some props too. Yeah, I agree. Now we can go. Oh, Roy. Oh, Roy. Who's yours? Who's your offensive guy? This one's kind of funky because. Don't say what I think you might say. I think Purdy deserves a shout. Oh my goodness. I really do think he deserved a shout. And I was listening to Pat McAfee and he was saying if he was a top five pick and the expectations were that he was going to be this big, you know, next big thing rather than Mr. Irrelevant. And he comes in and he puts on the performance that he did. He'd get way more love and attention. And I do agree with that. However, Garrett Wilson kind of balled out this year. He was my pick. Yeah. He deserves a shout too. Yeah. And I'm sad because I wanted this so badly to be Brees Hall. Dude, I'm telling you, next year when yeah. he gets right, when he gets right, he's going to be dangerous. I love watching Brees Hall run. Cool. I'm glad that brings you joy. Cool. Yeah, that's total aside, but I agree, Garrett Wilson. Most improved, Jim. I'm going with Josh Jacobs, the nice. running of the Las Vegas Raiders. There was a lot of talk of, you know, he's not the guy. He's not good enough to deserve that fifth-year option. And man, oh man, did Josh Jacobs have himself a year. Let me grab those stats for you. 16.53 on the ground with 12 touchdowns uh, and 53 for 400 in the air. That sounds like a guy who deserved to get his fifth-year option picked up. So not necessarily most improved, but maybe most improved for expectations of him. Yeah, that's that's a good pick. He was a guy that a lot of people thought that they gave up on. Remember during the Hall of Fame game when he was playing late? Everyone was like, what's going on over there? And he turned into a total horse. So, yeah, that's a good pick. My guy uh, is going to be Geno Smith. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a great one. 
I mean, come on. This guy was legit nothing. And I remember before the season started thinking how it was clear cut that we're going to start Drew Locke and blah, 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 blah. But, dude, he came out with his head on fire. Finished the season just below 70% completion, 4,200 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks. And he put the Seahawks team into the playoffs, Jim. The Seahawks were in the playoffs this year. You told me that. You told me that at the beginning of September. I tell you, you're crazy. But Geno Smith had a hell of a season. I think he earned himself a bit of a payday too. So I'm really happy for him. You know, he took his game to the next level this year. I think that's a great shout. I can't believe I even you know missed thinking of that one. All right. Well, we can head over to the James of the year. I'm going with Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. Nice, 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 oh my nice. Goodness, are you kidding me, man? You're going to reset the quarterback market, offering all this guaranteed money, screwing the Ravens with their Lamar Jackson contract talks, just to go seven and ten and really not look all that much better once Deshaun comes back. Jacoby Brissett could have done the same for way cheaper. You stink. You always stink. You guys are a bummy franchise. You're the James of the year. You bums. Wow. Nice job. My James of the year has to be the Denver Broncos again. Sorry, Broncos. But specifically, get ready for this. Specifically, Russell Wilson. Okay. Because he went in there, was horrible. So bad. Like, fell off an immense cliff. And now, they went out, got rid of Hackett, brought in Sean Payton. What's the first thing Sean Payton does when he gets in the door? He talks crap about Russell Wilson. And you got Terry Bradshaw saying that Peyton went to the Broncos in spite of Russell Wilson. He does not want to coach Russell Wilson. He thinks he's the problem. Disappointing. You guys had all the pieces, man. Put it together. Put it together. Where was that MVP guy that never got an MVP vote, but people thought he played at that level, including myself? Where was he? Never once this year do we see him. Not once. Disappointing. All right, Jim, you can introduce the next category for us. Yeah, I mean, this is certainly a podcast favorite here. Um, It's going to be narrative of the year. I think we had a few bits and narratives that, you know, spread across a multitude of episodes, even some of which were brought up long after someone may have been fired, per se. Um, So, Pat, would you like to kick it off with your favorite narrative of the year? Yeah. I think that uh, my favorite narrative actually came from you, and it was that whatever it was, Tom Brady simply would not allow it. And we lived by this narrative. We died by it wicked hard at the end. Mm -hmm. But it was fun to play all season long because that was our sticking point. Whenever the Bucs were going to be in a tight one, it was, well, you know, Tom Brady will not allow it. I thought it was a fun little thing we talked about for a while. It's like it's a nod for me. Yeah, that was certainly a fun one. Um, shout out Tom Brady. Great career. RIP. Retirement. Doing some weird things on social media. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get it personally. I don't but, either. Uh, I don't really yeah, know. definitely a fun narrative. My personal favorite would be overarchingly it would be that we had supernatural powers to get a head coach fired. Um, If you were a head coach in the NFL and your name was even mentioned on this podcast, you felt your seat get a little warm. (laughs) It was weird. Uh, But more specifically, 
I really enjoyed dumping on Matt Rule this year. Um, I don't know why, but, uh, you know, it was one of those few things that, you know, I called it a little early in the season and I was really, you know, biting into that narrative, that bit. And then he was gone instantly. It's kept It brought me joy to get that take so right. Um, and Matt Rule, if you ever hear this, you can, you know, dunk on me with your millions and millions of dollars that you've made from being a, you know, subpar head coach, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I, well, I sit in my, you know, three roommate Southie household. Ooh, don't dox yourself. Um, with not a lot of money. So you have that on me, but I really enjoyed that bit this year. And uh, best of luck to you in the future, Matt Rule. You'll probably get another multi million dollar contract somewhere. Nebraska. There it is. Yep. Yep. He lives on. He lives on in your name. I will be watching all of Nebraska's games this year. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing. Oh, do you want to pick a couple of props that you like this for, for Sunday? Yeah, no. I mean, my fun one would probably be like a Boston Scott touchdown. Somehow finds the end zone a lot. I don't really get it, but he does. I always enjoy betting on the Anthem stuff, but those aren't free money. Blue. I'm a big blue Gatorade guy. I'm trying to see some player props here. I've got some novelty ones that are pretty interesting. Yeah, let me hear them. So hear me out. I am a diehard, you got to call heads on the coin toss. And I've won the past two years, but I think I'm flipping the tails this year. What, the, the team calls tails? The, no, the, the result is tails. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so I think I'm flipping on myself this year. I think I like tails this year, right? Very interesting. At plus 100, you're getting plus money for tails? Hmm. <laughs> huh. Interesting. I, I'm a big tails guy, too, so I like that. Interesting, right? Here's another thing. Now, I know God, I mean, you know, nothing about the Gatorade color, but clear slash water at plus 750. Is that a fool's line because they wouldn't pick, you know, Whoever picks up the thing looks and wants it to be a color or what? What are we talking about there? I think it's just more so, you know, there are a lot of Gatorade coolers on the sidelines. Which one happens to be taken? Does the winning team only travel with a certain color? I don't think clear slash water has been used um, maybe ever, to be honest with you. There's some wild stuff. Will there be a flea flicker? How do you define a flea flicker? Uh, handoff. Lateral back to a QB. I'm telling you, in the basement of NFL HQ, that is not how we would define a flea flicker. Really? Doesn't exist. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm curious to see how a sportsbook defines it. Oh. Yeah. Which one of our way benefits them most, probably? Bingo. Bingo. There's also kick to hit the post or the upright, which is insane. No, no way. No is minus 650. So, yeah, he, the odds are with you there. I mean, the thing is, to make money, you take the most boring props possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take it across the board. Yeah, that's fair. I think for my anytime guy, I kind of like Dallas Goddard. I like that too, actually. I think that he'll be used a ton in this one. All right. I think I'm done. Are you good? I'm good. 
All right. You want to take us home and then we can discuss uh, further plans for the show. Sure, sure, sure. Um, That'll do it for the inaugural, I don't know, gym awards show and the Super Bowl preview. We've certainly enjoyed each and every one of your ears listening to us throughout the season, whether it be for just an episode, multiple episodes, the whole year, even five minutes of an episode truly means a lot. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, I think this, you know, really is a nice little midweek activity for me and Pat to just stay in contact, discuss some football. I certainly enjoyed doing it. Yep. Me too. I think Pat feels the same, but who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah. So those are my thoughts, my appreciations. Pat, you can say whatever you'd like as well. Yeah. I uh, want to throw a couple of thank yous around because, I mean, after we sum up the Super Bowl, we're going to take a break. Um, thanks to everybody who listens consistently. I know that the audience varies week to week, but we really do appreciate it. Alex, thank you. I mean, getting on for a couple hours during a weeknight isn't exactly the most convenient commitment, but we still do it. And we have fun doing it. This has been something that you know, I know I've started to look forward to at the beginning, the middle of the week. Have a little fun, talk a little football, and now we get to look back on it. We have a whole entire log of all of our thoughts throughout the 2022 NFL season. I think that's pretty cool, and okay. something that we'll have you know have forever. So I think it's cool. Uh, but this is it. This is what we do. This is what we lead up to. Excited for the Super Bowl. So. I'm ready, man. Love to hear it. Um, I would extend my appreciation to you as well. I don't know where you went, but um, yeah. All right. No, thanks for uh, roping me into this. Of course. I remember the night I did it. All right. It's a nice, it's a nice thought-provoking thought there. It's just, you know... 50 years from now or whatever. Hey, remember that time we did a podcast? It'll be out there somewhere for the rest of time. That's both endearing and terrifying, so. Yes. (laughs) What a way to end the show. Yep. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks, and we will see you next week. Enjoy your Super Bowls. Watch safely. Mm. Good tip. Good tip.